We're going to talk about the qualities of a finisher. Really, I wanted to tell you to be a finisher. Amen. Be a finisher. Not a quitter, but a finisher. Speaking of finishers, if we got people missing, tell them please to come in here and sit and hear this word. I don't want anybody roaming around. Praise God. Amen. Who wants to be the bad person? Little Howard, you go get somebody. I see two souls missing. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Come all the way from out of town to roam around and not sit and hear the word. I don't understand it. What do you think? I don't understand it. Anyhow, praise God. Well, you, you know, you just have to do what you have to do. I'm here to help you save your soul. And that's, this word is, is life to you. You won't find it any other way. So, praise God. Anyhow, in, a, in knowing that we have the spirit of the finisher inside of us. You have the spirit of the finisher inside of you. You have the spirit of the finisher inside of you. Thank you, Miss Brenda. <laughs> she heard me way over there. <laughs> Amen. And because you have the spirit of the finisher inside of you, you can be a finisher too. All you have to do is cooperate with the spirit of the finisher that's inside of you. So there's no such thing as, well, I couldn't do that because, or I quit because, or I didn't finish because, or there's no such confession as that because you have the spirit of the finisher on the inside of you. You just need to learn how to cooperate with that spirit. You need to know how to yield to that spirit and to obey God and be not afraid. One of the things that hinders us and and it's the major thing that hinders us from going forward being successful in what we our God ordains for us to do is is fear and he didn't give us that spirit and he doesn't want us to obey that spirit. He does not want you to obey the spirit of fear. He wants you to obey the spirit of power love and a sound mind. Fear will drive you crazy. It'll make you think one one idea is right one minute and one idea is right the next minute. It'll have you running around looking for answers where there are no answers. It'll have you going to the same empty well to get water and there was no water there the last time you checked it. You got me? And so fear, the Bible says, also has torment. And so God does not want us to be tormented. In fact, Jesus died to take. Torment really comes from hell. That's a component of hell. And you've been redeemed from hell. You're not going there. That's not your home. That's not your address. They shouldn't be looking for you. They don't have nothing you want down there. You belong to God. And heaven is your your home really you're on loan here to the earth you're on loan to get things accomplished for God you're on loan here to be a finisher not a quitter not somebody who leaves Uh, people high and dry and uh, leaves them with to fend for themselves and uh, leaves uh, work undone leaves a task undone you commit to do something and and never follow through on it I think a lot of people uh, uh, commit because they think it's the right thing to do or they think they're pleasing people with what they say And, and that's not integrity God's people are not supposed to live like that we are supposed to let our words commit us to some action as faith people your confession commits you to a corresponding action faith is an action in fact God doesn't believe you're going to do anything until you get up and start doing it you can tell God all day long God I want to work for you I want to serve you and I want to do this and want to do that and then when they give you a job to do at church well I got to go home early I forgot I had you got me you have the spirit of the finisher inside of you. Don't frustrate that spirit. Don't frustrate what God wants you to do. Don't frustrate that. Learn how to cooperate with the spirit of the finisher. And God didn't you know, call you to quit. He's not glorified when you quit. 
because he has no fruit to show for what he mandated you to do you leave him high and dry too so he wants us to finish what are we here to finish we need to know that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith so whatever it is that Jesus put you on earth to do that's what you're commanded to finish all of it amen when he when the disciples had the last supper with what we traditionally call the last supper or the uh, the covenant meal that was to um, really substantiate and and uh, initiate the new covenant he said this is the new covenant in my blood drink ye all of it that cup really represented their new life and so he wanted the disciples to partake of all of the new life that he has for us not leave one thing out he wants us to experience Every jot and tittle that's in that word that applies to us. Everything that you can pray for, everything that you can believe for, everything that you can expect heaven to do, he wants you to have all of it. He doesn't want you to leave any of it behind. The cup in the new covenant represents your new life. It represents your personal life. It represents your career. It represents your ministry. He wants you to have all of it and have the fullness of it. Jesus died for you to have life more abundantly. We should be crazy, delirious, joyful, encouraged, happy uh, people on this earth because we have so much of his life in us we just the life of God in you if you don't do nothing but lay on your bed and enjoy his life that should make you deliriously happy forever you know I, I've been doing some things recently you know the Lord's been doing some things with me and I shared a little bit that, that he's preparing me to share with you what he wants to do with, with the body of Christ to restore and repair us in many many ways and I was talking to God about some things and, and the, the Lord said he said I just want to hug you and I thought to myself, <laughs> I thought to myself, then that sounds familiar. You know, he said, we haven't hugged in a long time. You see what I'm saying? And so things like this are there to make our joy full, to make our lives complete. When we talk about, you know, the psalm we always quote for, for health and wealth. Forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Benefits is a hug from God. Benefits is contentment and well-being even in the midst of external circumstances, tribulation, pain, whatever it is. That's a benefit, folks. That's how the Bible can say we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You can conquer things even in the natural. You can overcome a lot of things. But Jesus said we are more than you get something extra what's that extra whatever it is that you need to take you over the top as far as your peace your contentment your personal your personal self you know things that make you crazy he wants to get rid of those things in your life things that somehow you can't rest until you think you can't rest until they're settled they're settled already and he wants to bring you into a place where you're more than victorious over that a higher place where you can you can look down from the heavens and laugh at the devil and not feel yourself to be under his feet trying to get out from under his pressure and so god wants us to to be in that place a total victory and total and and to be in the place of a finisher so hebrews 12 2 tells us looking unto jesus who is the author and finisher of our faith your faith includes the things that you're going to do for god in god and with god your faith faith helps you to partner with God in the things that he's ordained for you Jesus will not partner with you in anything that he doesn't ordain for you he's not going along for the ride in any of our shenanigans so we might as well get in the flow of things get in the the flow of God understand what God wants for us understand what he has for us and lock into it
And that's one of the, the stipulations of the Amos 9.13 blessing is that it, it takes total commitment to God. You've got to be totally released into his will. You can't be fighting him. You can't be making excuses for anything. All that stuff's dead if you're going to walk in that dimension of blessing because there comes an anointing with it on your life to do work for God. And so it's a good thing for us to stay in a place where we expect to finish. We expect expect to complete we expect to conquer we expect to overtake we expect to recover we expect to be rebuilt reconstructed made into something new over and over and again and again so david was a finisher we we he's going to be our example today <clears throat> we are also finishing getting the enemies of god under his feet and people who are are not people of prayer i don't know where they're going to end up you know in this this move of god i mean you're not going to be there if you have an aversion of prayer you you know you break out in excuses you know how we do some we got to pray i got to go you know you get the hives when you got to pray this ain't for them kind of people all right. Prayer's got to be your best friend. Prayer's got to be how you go to sleep at night. Prayer's got to be how you wake up in the morning. It's got to be and that's your connection to the Lord. That's your connection to God. Worship and submission to God is the other aspect of it. Without the presence of God, you're bankrupt. You know, that's where your wealth is. It's in glory. And so you've got to abide in that glory to draw from the wealth of God. So the provision is there for the finisher. It's not there for the quitter. I'm going to say it again. Provision is there for the finisher. It is not there for the quitter. The quitter wants to see that God is going to give him something in the natural before he goes over to get it. The finisher just goes by unction. Huh? God, I don't see I don't I it looks like just water to me. I don't see any any kind of platform to walk on, but I'm stepping out. And I believe when I get out there since you told me to do that, that platform's going to be out there when I step out there and not before. It will not be there before. So in Psalms 110.5, he says to, uh, to sit there until uh, you're, we're there uh, letting Jesus sit until his enemies are made his footstool. He wants to see every devil that's stealing from you under his feet. He wants to see every devil that's just getting your kids involved with the wrong kids under his feet. He wants to see every devil that's robbing from our cities under his feet. He wants to see every devil that's telling our churches we got to marry homosexuals under his feet. He wants all his enemies under his feet. He doesn't have any pet devils. He hates them all. And he's raising up people who hate them all. If you don't hate them now, you will. Let them get entangled with your life just a little bit and see if you won't hate them. He he hates all devils. And he expects us to hate them all. And so that's what we are doing. We are executing the written judgments. It's already written. It's already written. It worked for Jesus. It's going to work for us. Devil, I don't live by bread alone. You know, he threatened to take your job for, oh, really, devil? (laughs) Well, I don't live by bread alone. I live by the word of God. And God says that he will increase and prosper everything I set my hands to. You know what, devil? You take that job. I'll sit here and tear paper and God will send me money for tearing people. I'm setting my hand to it. He's got to prosper it. You understand me? I don't care what I do. It'll prosper. And it will not fail. You can make yourself up a job. People do it all the time. Huh? Listen, what's a life coach? Now, wait a minute. I got a mama. I got a daddy. I got brothers and sisters. I don't see no room in that family for no life coach. I'm going to fit somebody else up in here. But they are making their way into people's lives and charging them money for it. See, smart people will make you think you need them. 
the devil's people always create a space for themselves and think nothing of it. <laughs> so we said David was a finisher. So we got some things we got to finish up. Putting God's enemies under his feet. Executing written judgments. Whenever you take a stand for righteousness, you do these things. Whenever you pray the word of God to make these things line up with his word. You begin to do those things. You put another enemy under his feet. If you see it get out and start running, you go get it again and put it back up. But he said, nope, you ain't getting out. You come right back up under there. You don't run into a finisher. Now, nah, devil, I'm not one of these people that say, oh, no, the devil's loose again. What shall I do? No. Pull your gun out here, get your Glock, your whatever you got, and haul him right there, throw it up in his nose, and say, uh-uh. You get right back up under his feet. In Jesus' name. Start this stuff around here. We don't have no pet devils, cute devils. Devils you let run around because they ain't that bad. You start feeding that thing, he get bigger than you. He used to be a pet and now he got claws and fangs and blood in his teeth and all kinds of other things. We don't put up with that nonsense. So get them all under his feet. That's your assignment. You don't change your assignment. God assigns to you what he wants you to do. You do what he tells you to do. You're a servant of God. Some people don't even like that word. We're no longer servants. I don't know what you think. But my Bible tells me Jesus said that whoever wants to be first has got to be servant of everybody. You desire. This is a servant's life. If it makes you feel good not to call yourself a servant, something's wrong with your Christianity. I'm here to serve God. I don't know about nobody else. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't consider it a low place. I consider it a very high place. I would say I'm ten times smarter than anybody who resents being a servant. You know, people crazy tell you some crazy things. Some very crazy things. And get you agreeing with it and scratching it out of your Bible. And In 1 Samuel 17, if you'll turn there, we'll see David. He was a finisher, man. A finisher offer. <clears throat> We see a familiar story. David's been sent down to visit his brothers. His brothers are assigned to Saul because they are are in the army. They're in the Israeli army. What was the army of Israel at that time? David is told by his father because he was the youngest. They, I'm, I'm. I'm thinking that, and I'm not sure. And, and uh, you know, if I'm if, if I'm not right, you can correct me, Bishop Russell. You might know, but Pastor Shirley, um, if if all the older sons were already in the military, they were not allowed to take the youngest one. They couldn't take like all your boys out of your. Uh, there was a mercy of God somewhere like that. That so David really was not. This was not his assignment. In other words, Goliath and what he's about to do, he's not assigned to do that. But finishers are finishers. They are assigned to finish. No matter what it is they're called to do, they are assigned to finish it. So your natural assignment, and this was David's natural assignment. He was sent by his brother, his father to do a job, a simple job. And the simple job was, was his natural assignment. Okay, So in the natural, he was told to take food down there to his brothers. In fact, in verse, um, let me see where that starts. In verse 18, 17, Jesse said to David, his son, Take now for your brethren an ephah of this parched corn, these ten loaves, and run to the camp to your brothers. Carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand, and look now how your brothers are. And then take their pledge, or either, you know, just find out what it is that they need. So Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up in the early in the morning as a finisher. He always has the spirit of finishing upon him. He left the sheep with the keeper. He didn't get excited about his new assignment and run off half cocked and tell everybody about the wonderful prophecy he just got and how he's going to get rich. And You understand what I'm saying? Finishers could care less about anything except obeying the spirit of the finisher that's inside of them. 
So when David, because he's under authority, he goes through his father. His father tells him to do this. And he sets out to do it. But he finishes the job that he's already engaged in before he runs off for a, an assumed promotion. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Some of us are looking to be the head of something and we ain't been to tail yet. See, I didn't want to say that. Throwing. I'm going to have to say it again. Because there's space between the tail and the head. There's also a middle you got to go through. You understand what I'm saying? There's a process for everything. I've seen more so-called apostles go and start a church and because it didn't get to a certain number of people, they left them people there. See, that's going to stop. That's going to stop. You don't go off and leave God's inheritance for wolves to get them. You don't care. Well, God called call me over here. See, I just start churches. I don't stay there. I start. Well, you go sit down somewhere. Because the finisher did not call you. Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, calls you to complete an assignment. Huh? Well, I would have finished it, but, you know, my kids was, was messing up at school and I just could Well, he didn't call you. Then don't start nothing else. Then the Bible say you got to have control over your own household before you can. This ain't no rookie. This ain't supposed to be your first rodeo when you stand in a in an office for God. You've been around the block a few times, and you know how to get back where you're supposed to be. You don't get derailed. <laughs> Finishers are always under authority, folks. They don't wiggle out from under authority. They don't find the grass greener on the other side and want to go look over somebody else's yard. Finishers keep their focus on the job at hand because they are always under authority. They're always under authority. So you see that here with David. He was obedient to his father. He stayed with the job his father gave him until his father told him to release that to somebody else. He didn't know if it would be permanent or temporary, but he had left it in the hands of somebody capable with the intention of going back and finishing what he had left behind. A finisher always wants to finish. If they don't finish, they'll find out if the guy that left that they left it with finished the job. They don't let things disintegrate. They don't let the sheep scatter. They don't let the wolves come in and get them. They protect what God gives them to finish. Finishers are protective people. So a finishers are under authority and they are accountable. Finishers use their resources to accomplish things. They don't squander resources. So David found that man that he could leave the sheep with somebody responsible. That was one of his resources. So he was able to do that. For David his natural assignment was really a stepping stone to the next level. But he completed his natural assignment. He didn't leave it because the next step looked real good to him and he just took off after it. There are many people, you know, sometimes people get, get to a point they say, why do I keep starting over again? Why? Uh-oh. Huh? You know, you were the one that, that put the scratch on the record. You know, it was, it was playing fine. You was doing your job. You was enjoying things. And the devil said, you know how they do it. Take the needle off real mean. Put the scratch on the record. Put the curbs on what you were doing. And you got off and ran off and do something else. You never finished. You never finished. You never finished. You never finished. You never finished what God assigned you to do. Some of y'all, that, that Tuesday garbage is still in mama's house in the corner waiting for you to take it out. You understand me? Yet we want to claim all the blessings of God, claim all the prosperity. He don't, he don't give resources to people who are not finishers, folks. Now, I'm just sorry to let you know that. We live in a quick world, in a quick society. 
The people find any excuse to run off and abandon. Abandon kids you, you made. Abandon homes you started building. Abandon jobs. Abandon people. Abandon area. We're at, we are an abandonment people. Yes. And a rejection people. Yes. You know you leave a trail of disaster. But God wants you to be a finisher. You understand me? We are going to finish and we are going to finish strong. Because you're going to see great resources found in the hands of finishers. You're going to tell who a finisher is by what they possess. You're going to tell who the finisher is by the type of people that they draw around them. So David's natural assignment was, was finishing up. And we know that he had already been anointed king over Israel privately. That's where the real stuff happens. You understand what I'm saying? I don't care how many robes they, I'm sorry bishop, but I don't care how many robes they throw on you and make you a bishop. I'm not talking about you. But you understand what I'm saying. But, but you know, that's what people look for. They're looking for man to throw something on them. I told Pastor Shirley, I said, I think I got Joan Rivers' mantle. <laughs> well, all the Christian mantles are taken. Ain't nothing there. I said, bop, bop. <laughs> and I got a bunch of old jokes to prove it. You understand? But I'm bop. You know, I might as well. But no, God has something for you. It's in his closet with your name on it. When you're anointed privately, when you come out, people know what you got. You kind of, you want to get with the right group of ministers with your insecure self. Finishers aren't insecure. I'm going to tell you right now. You know why? Their security is in God. And they could care less what the, you know, the guy next to them. I mean, if you want to follow them people and get their robes and, and be part of their thing and, and, you know, let them start you out at, at, with the, you know, most dilapidated building for your home church or, you know, whatever, whatever. I don't know, you know, what people do. They just do what they do. But if that's where you want to start, then that's between you and, and God. But I'm telling you, when you're anointed in the secret place, once God reveals who you are, everybody knows that you've been with Jesus. Everybody. That, that mark is on you. That stamp of Jesus is so on you, it's unmistakable. It's unmistakable. And that's all you want people to know about you is that you've been with Jesus. you got the real thing. You, you, what you have is authentic. Huh? It's not a counterfeit. You're not trying to, to talk like a certain preacher. You think you, you know, so you can convince people you one of his spiritual children. Children. <laughs> when you have to make decisions, the spirit of the finisher will guide you. God will not have you get involved in anything that he will not help you finish. So in making decisions, the finisher is the one that's helping you make the decisions. There have been some things that God's commanded us to do. And I sit back and I think, God, how did we do all of that? How did we, you know, I have a friend that, that started, we were like babies in the ministry at the same time. And, and you know, this person came up to me recently and, and was wanting me to pray for them and, you know, some other things. And, and you know, they said, I'm going to see if I can get some of all that money like you got. I said, huh? <laughs> you get the same book and pull dust off of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on now. There, there's something there God told her about me. <laughs> well, somebody told her that. huh? But God, you know, you don't have to have it all in the bank. You don't have to have it all somewhere. Your wealth is in God. Wealth shows on you. Wealth looks good. Huh? I don't say, what you talking about? <laughs> so we said, number one, finishers are under authority. It's 1 Samuel seventeen fifteen. 
David returned to take care of those sheep. He wanted to take care of his natural assignment, not leave it undone. I don't care how God promotes you. You finish up the last thing he gave you to do. You make sure everything's locked up, everything's secured, everything's the way it's supposed to be. Um, People who are finishers have discipline and accountability to stay with an assignment until they're released from it. Many times people who are not finishers always yearn to have their own something. You understand what I'm saying? Because they want out from under authority. They want out from under accountability. You know, people say things, well, I want my own business one day. Why? Hmm? What are you doing in the place you are right now that's training you to be responsible, that's training you to be a finisher, that's training you to be disciplined, that's training you? You understand what I'm saying? It's not an easy thing. And so uh, finishers are very sought after. But their their primary characteristic is submission to authority and accountability. Anybody God puts under him. Even Jacob was a finisher. As tricky as that brother was. Him and his mama pasting hair on him. And, you know because of daddy old and blind. Him and the mama pasting hair all over. <laughs> Probably got the dog and skinned him or something. You know, I'm all quick. We gotta get some quick and throw, throw this hell on you. <laughs> Even was stinky like his brother was. Now that's kind of hard to do, cause we all got our own stink about us, you know. But daddy said, "Come here, let me smell you." He was stunk like his brother did. That's kind of hard. Yeah, cause I don't stink like you, and you don't stink like me, if you know what I mean. But you know what I'm saying? He got it down to the T. But you know what? When he found something he desired. Huh? He worked for, for Rachel for, for seven years. And it said it seemed like a day to him. That boy was in love. He was instantly stupid when he. <laughs> I had a girlfriend I worked with years ago. That was one of her, one of her favorite phrases. I said, "Oh, we just go to these 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 parties with our friends, and you know when the women walk in, the men get instantly stupid and fall all over them." <laughs> I always remember that, but that's true. Same thing happened to Adam when God he got instantly stupid. It's all right, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. I love you. <laughs> Start rattling off the vows. <laughs> that one was free. I don't even throw no flag on that play. That one was free. <laughs> Number two, finishers are servants and are eager to serve. Their delight is in serving because they get to move in that spirit of accomplishment that they like. That is their bread, that is their meat to accomplish things. They are not in a hurry to get the job over with. Finishers are never in a hurry because they're doing what they do to please the master. So they go by what God tells them is a satisfactory job. They don't try to just do it halfway or leave it incompleted or I'm not, you know, that's not my gift and I'm called for higher things, really. Let's see some of them. No, we ain't done nothing high yet. It's the truth. Uh, Running out of flag. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. We need to get the drummer over there. But um, um. so and and he says, this state of mind is dominant in finishers. They will serve. They will do anything. In this situation, David was led by the Spirit. To his spiritual assignment. So he was in his natural assignment. So the, the spirit of the finisher will lead you from a natural assignment into a spiritual assignment. Goliath was his spiritual assignment. Even though it was worked out in the flesh. Like we all work out our assignments in our flesh. You can't send your spirit over somewhere to work your job for eight hours and, and you laying in the bed all day. 
but it was a spiritual assignment because God was with him in it you got me God finished it up for him and God brought him into a new level of completing things so being able to take on the Philistine was a a stepping stone to his throne you got me it was a place he had to go and accomplish on that level there are many levels to go through to get to the throne don't be so anxious to get there because there's work there too you understand what I'm saying this ain't a throne you just sit on and have everybody else run and fetch in this is a place of responsibility of the highest level you see what I'm saying of the highest level <coughs> finishers stay in servant mode they're eager to serve this state of mind dominates them and it takes them to the next or the spiritual level of their assignment number three finishers love serving and do not resist that role they love serving and do not resist that role they are servants both of God and of humanity you walk out your love for God by what you do for other people period and there are people that God assigns to you so that you can serve them and there are people that God assigns to you so they can serve you so it works both ways you're not looking to be served though you're looking to serve that's your greatest joy is in serving amen finishers are targets of the devil to derail them from their assignment you got to know that but you know don't tell everybody oh the devil's mad because I got such a an anointing come on if it's that high hit him with it (laughs) you got me if it's that powerful why you complaining about him or really you're trying to brag about and help yourself because usually bragging will bring you a ton more devils than you had before you shot your mouth off amen, <laughs> amen. so in in first samuel seventeen twenty eight, we see the devil coming to derail david's assignment in the person of his brother eliab Eliab was the oldest brother in verse 28 it says Eliab his eldest brother heard when David spoke to the men you know prophet is not without honor except in his own household you know my late husband didn't really consider me a prophetess <laughs> considered me a lot of things but that one no but you know what I'm saying they, they got to deal with you in the flesh you know what I'm saying so it's hard for them to get over in that realm with you real easy and it's okay you know because God takes care of you anyway you don't you need to want to take the robe off sometimes you know I mean not literally but you know what I mean uh, step out of the the, <laughs> the anointing I didn't mean that like that <laughs> but it came out that way and says David spoke to the men that stood by him saying what shall be done and he says and who is this uncircumcised and that made his brother mad man when you start to defy the devil his rightful place other devils will come to try and distract you from what you about to do so the devil stirred his older brother up and he came over to David and told him he was full of pride and being bad and besides that you're not a finisher David you left those sheep unattended so the devil will come to you and accuse you you can't do this you you never do nothing right who do you think you are the reason that you don't have this 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 and this is because God don't trust you with nothing you understand what I'm saying the reason you can't do this is because God is not with you you're always in the flesh in pride oh you ain't doing this for the people you you ain't here to help the people like I am you just trying to be seen David he said I know your pride he's 17 years old tending sheep smelling like he's been tending sheep all day now how much pride can you have with that, all that going on huh? so if you are a finisher you will be a target of those who want to distract you from finishing 
because the devil knew for him to use David's brother the stakes must have been mighty high must have been mighty high because the devil will use people closer to you when the stakes are the highest if he can get into them huh he will finishers are always a target of accusation you can't do this you're just a boy this is what they told him this is what Goliath told him so really the devil the brother is in cahoots with the devil Goliath they are working on the same team trying to weaken the finisher trying to talk him out of obeying the spirit of the finisher that's in him that's trying to get the job done so they were Eliab heard David's challenges to Goliath's words all David is doing is what any good believer would do and that is respond to the devil you never let him get the last word on you I don't I don't care if you're you got a splitting headache and the devil says you know that's a migraine you never get better from those you go have from the no devil you're a liar by his stripes I am healed and roll over and go to sleep with your head splitting but you get the last word you hear me don't ever let him settle things for you don't ever ever let his words be the last words hanging in your ears or in the atmosphere around you you speak the word even if you got to do it through mumbling you get it out there and let the devil deal with that so finishers are targets of the devil to derail them from their assignment David's brother accused him Goliath began to accuse them everybody's accusing him everything points at the finisher you want to know who the finisher is in any group of people find the most hated person huh? you find the most and the most talked about and criticized person and you'll find the finisher huh? you'll find the finisher I always defend John Boehner because he's from Ohio and he looks like he's in, from Florida he stays in the tanning booth but he's the most hated person in politics Democrats criticize him Republicans criticize him. he's the finisher trust me he's the finisher he is the finisher he's going to repeal all these taxes we're under borrowing from the Chinese and all this kind of crazy all of that stuff's going to be reversed finisher the finisher trust me trust me I don't care if you don't like him he's a finisher you don't have to like the finisher we just want the job done you understand me it ain't about like and not like but they're always a target of accusations hatred they just have to have to be strong enough to just go do what they do huh they have a plan for everything so David instead of instead of letting them silence his voice he talks more he just leaves Eliab and goes and starts asking more questions finishers get as much information as they need to get to turn the switch on to go forward to finish they never go in doubt they always go in faith faith is what stirs the finisher off to finish okay your faith has to be stirred so that you can finish they are single-minded and they're not easily distracted or discouraged we see that in David in verse 33 it says Saul said to David you are not able to go against this Philistine you're just a kid do you know he's been fighting as long as you've been alive Hmm? it's like I got shoes older than you you know what I'm saying (laughs) his sword is older than you are his helmet's older than you are he's got so much experience and David's kind of like yeah but I don't see him hitting nobody he got experience out there running his mouth see but I'm intended to go out and finish him today (laughs) finishers could care less the reputation of the one they got to take down they do not care they do not care you won't discourage them with that and so he tells him that he can't do it and David said to Saul see finishers always have an answer 
for the spirit of discouragement and the fear, spirit of distraction, the spirit of derailment that wants to get you off the main track and put you over here fighting somebody you ain't supposed to be fighting. Finishers never mistake who the target is. They always know who the real target is. You'll see people, you know, go to fighting the devil and get mad at the husband or the wife. Go to fighting in the family. All that nonsense. Finishers don't, they're not that easily. They, come on. That's small stuff. You don't get derailed like that. Finishers like freedom. They like to be free to finish the job. Don't give them a lot of instructions, a lot of prophecies, a lot of God told me, I had a dream about you, uh, I saw you, why don't you see me telling you to shut up? There's a side. <laughs> right side. Yeah, throw that flag, throw that flag. They like to be free. To make their own decisions in God, get, get their strategy from God so they can go forward. You see that in verse 39 and 40. And David girded his sword upon his armor. This is, after, this is Saul's armor that he's trying. Saul's given him his armor to quote unquote help him. But what's designed for somebody else may be more of a hindrance to you. I'm going to say this before you go collecting ideas from people. Now, a testimony is something totally different. The spirit of prophecy is on that. And that thing will speak to you. When you get in situations, you'll find yourself walking that thing out again. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about all these other people who think they know how to help you finish, and they finish nothing in their lives. If Saul's armor was working, how come he ain't out there killing Goliath with it? Don't throw it on David. David's got a little dwarf and all that stuff. Saul's taller than everybody in the kingdom. David's a 17-year-old boy. What do you think it's going to be like? Send him out to get killed, Saul. So David refuses Saul's armor. David put his sword on him and and he attempted to move and he couldn't move in it because the Bible says he hadn't proved it. In other words, this is, this, is, this is what I see. David's been in Saul's presence. He's been in Saul's quarters because he was his minister. He was a minstrel to Saul. If David coveted being king, don't you think he would have looked at that stuff? Maybe tried when Saul wasn't there sometime, try to try it on and see what he See, finishers are not trying to get to the next level of prominence. They're just trying to finish where they are. You keep your mind on finishing, that next level will be there. It will wait for you. It waited, they, I think that time, almost 20 years between this time and when David actually, if he was eager to be king, honey, he'd have quit before all them 20 years were up. He wouldn't have run from Saul. He'd have killed Saul the first chance he got. They're not covetous of position. They're, they don't covet. Not position for the sake of having it. Some people need to be in a certain position to have that authority to get the job done. That's totally different. So he hadn't proved his army. He'd never been in that stuff before. So he took it off. Whatever you don't doesn't fit you, leave it alone. Don't try to make it fit. Because everybody else is wearing it, you know. So. Huh? Well, let's go to uh, 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 Bishop So and So's conference, leadership conference. Build a big church like I got. If that ain't for you, if you haven't taken care of what's in your living room in your Bible study, David took his armor off. He didn't covet anything that man had. Did not covet it. And he knew he was going to be the next king. 
sometimes you can know where you're headed and you know it's just a matter of time but you don't live over there you live here finishing here what you got here right in front of you is devil this giant that's staring you telling you what he gonna do to you and you can't do this this one that's trying to dictate to you got to finish him first finishers know their ability and they're comfortable with it huh they're comfortable with it they're not copycats huh why because the spirit of christ is in us and it was said of jesus man we never saw it like this before huh he wasn't a copycat he did what what the father told him and it was original and it blew everybody's mind maybe god wants you to be an original huh don't sit up there and try to copy what everybody else does that's not working for them they just ain't honest enough to tell you verse 43 finishers cannot be talked out of finishing if <laughs> you got to get up and go in the middle of the night <laughs> go do something you go do it verse 43 and the philistines said to david am i a dog that you're coming to me with staves and the philistine cursed david by his gods and david said to the philistine come to me See, finishers aren't scared of the devil getting close to them. Me, myself, I like my devils at a comfortable distance. But if they come close, so be it. Uh, So be it. He said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. Finishers always finish their words first they're prophetic people finishers see what's coming and they're not afraid to speak to it huh you know you go up to the school your kids been picked on or picking on somebody else whatever no our kids are nobody's innocent <laughs> as they used to say in psychology these are dynamic situations I mean somebody say something somebody say something back no victims around here they tell you well one more time and your child's going to be out of school oh no there won't be another time there won't be another don't let your kid get on the the suspect list you understand what I'm saying that must be a perpetrator list in school don't let them get on there don't let them just say no oh no there won't be another time well you know I certainly know there will not be another time you don't know nothing you just a finisher you understand me it's done right there the minute you get the word it's done you understand me the minute you give your word on it it's done they know how to deal with with quitters they ignore them and they continue to go forward you understand what I'm saying you ignore quitters and you keep going forward if you got to step on them to go forward you just step on them over them whatever you but you keep going forward if they want to lay down in your way let them lay down there and whine and cry and grab your ankles or whatever but you just keep stepping you just go finish mm-hmm. they know their ability are comfortable with it they're not copycats uh, David said to Goliath he he topped what Goliath told him Goliath said I'm going to you know feed your whatever take your head off kill your whatever and David said I'm going to do more than that to you I got something for you you've never seen before and won't see again because you can be dead finishers cannot be talked out of finishing They're, they cannot be scared out of finishing they must finish they are not satisfied until they're finished now I'm not saying they stay up all night they worry about stuff but they are driven to finish they must get it done they must get it done if it means God extending years to your life to get it done you must get it done if it means God sending you someplace halfway around the world to get it done you must get it done it doesn't matter time distance obstacles people what they say the limitations of your physical person what people might think of you gender whatever it is that people think it doesn't matter finishers must get the finish the job done 
The other thing is finishers know their God and they give glory to him. The only reason David did this is because God propelled him forward to get it. God was sick of Goliath's mouth every day. God was sick of him wimpy. Israelite army all dressed up in battle array and not doing nothing. Huh? All dressed up, armed and dangerous, but don't know how to use the weapon, never pulled a trigger before, never done anything. You know how them Christians are. They like all pick up all the slogans. You know, their whole conversation we use a chain of slogans. Huh? I'm blessed and highly favored, armed and dangerous, ready to go out and give glory to God and hallelujah and his holy angels and it's like a bumper sticker brain. They read all the bumper stickers. And boom, 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 boom. Instead of being in the Word and getting to know your God. If you spend that time, bumper sticker time in the Word of God and get to know your God, you'd have something in you where you're able to accomplish and finish and take the head off the devil. God doesn't want us playing with the devil. He wants it done. Yes. Wants it done. Sometimes we'll get get a little bit of victory and go off screaming and yelling, telling everybody about it, and never cut his head off. And before you know it, he's right back at his job again doing the same thing. So Goliath cursed David. David cursed him back. So I put a double curse on you. And then David does something that flips the the script for the whole thing. Instead of relying on his own strength like the rest of them wimps out there were doing. He goes in the name of, of the Lord. And that's really all you got to remember is that God called you to do this. God empowers you. It's God's strength. It's God's battle. You are merely his representative, but you're going to be here and fight to the end so you can see the finish. You can see the finish. David says, verse 46, this day. I love it. I mean, not one day, not tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? You can dance that dance for a lot of years. You know, God told me He's going to do it. I'm just going. I'm just going to uh, uh, hold my peace, which you have none of, because you're a crazy person. You're nervous. You're stupid. You're crazy. I'm gonna hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles. I know that's right. He gives you a weapon to use. It's called His Word. So you release it. See, this is what people, let me tell you what people really do know. They know if they ever utter a word against the devil, they might be called on later to follow it up and back it up with some action. That's why they don't say nothing to them. I'm going to say it again. You know that the minute you utter those words in the devil's face, you're going to be called on to back them up with some action. You can exhale, everybody. <laughs> now, yes, now, whenever. Trust the finisher. But you're gonna have to back it up with some action. You just can't sit and talk all the time. Or like those people that refuse to make the cake for the gay wedding. You know, I'm gonna send them some money. I don't know, but I'm sending them people some money. I made up my mind because there's so many people that say they're against it, but they go make the cake anyway, or they go do something else anyway. They just flat out refuse. No, we don't believe in that. We don't believe in that. We're not participating in it. Why? Because we're accountable to our God. I feel convicted when I if if I, I would have to put something in that cake. If I made it, oh, wait. I know that's bad. Okay, I take that back. I just... Better I not get involved in it. Okay, bypass me. <laughs> Goliath cursed David. David cursed him back. Triple. He said, this day the Lord's going to deliver you into my hand. David saw that. Uh, he was just showing him. He just fast forwarded 
the film and saw them at the end of this altercation. And he said, oh, look at that. I done killed him. And I got his head in my hand. Huh? He said, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will smite you and take your head from you. I'll give your carcass <laughs> to the host of the Philistines and to the fowls of the air. The birds are going to, do you not go even have a good funeral? You know, good home going, Philistine home going. He said, you're not going to have that. Nobody will be wanting to drag your body out of here. And so we know the end of it. David chose five smooth stones. And this is the thing. Finishers, stay with your own weapons that you know about. You don't need to go sifting through. Well, I'm, I've been confessing the word and I'm not healed yet. Because you don't believe it. I can tell the way you're talking. Just keep keep confessing. This time when you confess, listen to what you're saying and start believing that. Meditate on what you you get there. You know, confessing ain't wrong, but don't drop that and think you're gonna pick up some kind of bibbity bobbity boo and get it over with. I mean, we'd rather go do something stupid like that. All the Christian websites are full of herbal remedies. Herbal this. I'd like to see some real Christians that have to go to a country where they can't get no clean water to swallow no herbal pills. I'm serious. There are people live like that. And they're Christians just like we are. Now let me, in case you... In case you are deceived in some way, let me enlighten you. We can't all go online and order pure stuff. Doesn't it say the word that your food is sanctified by your words? Quit calling everything out here that's to eat contaminated. Quit calling it. See, you. it happens to be contaminated because you use your faith to call it that. You understand me? Let's not get, you know, don't get twisted up in here, y'all. Let's keep it straight. Let's stay in the word. Because there are some places that Christians with a good heart will have to go where they can't get the uh, and who is that selling that shrunken food for the when the world going to an end and that, listen you ain't gonna care about food they start dropping bombs and people start burning up and evaporating out of the, you ain't gonna be worried about what whether what you eating is clean or not they got all these herbal cures and this for your colon and that for your I mean, if you had to keep up with every organ in your body one by one and treat it, here's my little colon. Let me give him something. Colon, how you feeling today? Oh, Barb, I'm not too good. We're going to blow you out with something today. <laughs> do we do a high colonic or a low colonic or in the let's go as high as we can go listen God don't want you spending your time like that he made it real simple for you everything you eat is made holy listen the reason your food needs to be sanctified is not because of you it's because the Holy Spirit lives in you you don't want to kill him. You don't want to make your body sick because he can't get nowhere to help nobody. We cut it out. Now, I mean, stop it right now. <laughs> the Bible says, bless it and throw it down because you may not get another meal for days. Finishers know their God, and everything they do is to give glory to Him. David says that. He says in verse, everybody here will know that God saves not with a sword and a spear. Huh? Not with a sword and a spear. 
for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands this battle is God's but he chose me to carry it out because I am a finisher I am not a quitter God is the one who is energizing me God is the one who is is guiding me and directing me telling me what weapons to pick how to pick them which ones to use how to cut your head off in fact I've seen you already with your head over here and your body over there so all I got to do is step into that place and finish the job up for God he says everybody will hear he will know that there is a living God and that there is a God in Israel you think God's pleased when when his people have to back down pull out of schools because they say it's a separation of church and state issue we don't want you praying in school we don't want you this God wants back into school I got news for you he's not satisfied being on the outside and we went, let one crazy lady with a big mouth huh? and the devil wound up killing her after he used her he killed her and buried her body in the desert somewhere kill the innocent grandchild with her you understand what I'm saying you don't tolerate this from this this level of nonsense from anybody but as finishers you got to know that the spirit of the finisher dwells in you and he wants to move you to get his work accomplished he is not satisfied with a broken uh, church he's not satisfied with a broken kingdom he's not satisfied with anything broken he wants it repaired restored finished glorified so that everybody will look at Christians with respect understanding that we are a holy people we can accomplish great things if it weren't for us they wouldn't be alive some of them he wants to elevate us to our glory that we are entitled to because of him and so he's going to move on us folks to get things done and don't be too busy and don't you know your nails ain't clashing with your anointing come on now let's just let's be real here and let's do what the master has put us here to do as his servants and his friends amen all right while we stop father in heaven we thank you for your word and understanding we thank you lord for the blessing that comes with knowing your word that we are connected with your word lord i thank you the spirit of the finisher is in each and every one of us why don't we say this father help me to respect the spirit of the finisher that is within me and i will trust and obey and finish what you have given me to do in jesus name